baby, you know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial, he's charismatic, and he's the captain of this ship for the next hour. Here's your host, Terry Waldrop. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx, John Tabor running the show Odeth today. Thanks for spending a little part of your morning with us. We're here to enlighten, enrage, entertain, educate, and I don't know, I think of a couple more words. We are brought to you by Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital, simply the best pet care you're going to get, folks, anywhere in the free world. Go see them on US 165 North in Monroe, 318-345-4545. Top of the morning to you, Jamie Fox. Terry, how are you this morning? We are uh, tempted by the weather outside, huh? How about this nice. morning? Last for last for a day here. We we are talking Louisiana after all, and uh, beautiful morning, and we are enjoying it. And uh, hope you are too. And thanks for listening. Uh, got a lot to get to today, and uh, this is football weather. Well, maybe just for a day, it probably be ninety degrees this weekend when all our local teams. Uh, the, the depth is so thin. Uh, yeah, I would say you start with Butch Jones, depending on again their their slate. Uh, from this point, you know, they've got South Carolina at home this weekend and then Alabama, Kentucky, Southern Miss, Missouri, LSU, and Vandy. So there's a lot of winnable games in there. Yep. Um, but, again, Tennessee, a team beset by injuries uh, before the season even started. So, But I, th- I think if you're talking coaching changes, yeah, I think it starts in Knoxville. Who do you go after if you're Tennessee? Because you have a guy that's, that's a known recruiter, a guy's a quality coach. You know, I think at some point, and, and I've, uh, it's funny, I've talked to a couple of football coaches the last couple of days, uh, especially after the Chris Landry reel, reached out to some college guys that, that I'm, I'm, I know. And, you know, one of them told me, he goes, you know, Terry, sometimes you've just done about all you can do yeah. at a place. There, there's not – and maybe the next guy that comes in can take it a step further, maybe, maybe not. But sometimes you do all you can do. And you're just burned. I think the guy that that really, uh, Gary Anderson, at, at Oregon oh, State. That's a. Did you read the text message that I, he sent to the reporter? Yeah, that's a. If you really want to know what these coaches go through, uh, read Gary Anderson's text. He he and he went on record with this reporter from the Oregonian, uh, Canazero. I think I can't remember quite what his name was, but anyway, it was broken down about exactly. Yep. Uh, John Canzano, yeah, the Oregonian. Uh, just his frustration, how hard he was trying to get that ship turned around. Here's and the interesting part for him. For left me. 12 million on the table. Yeah, here's here's the interesting part for me, and, and you don't know the dynamics behind this. Sometimes your athletic director or your president makes you hire certain coaches on your staff, and, and nobody really realizes that. Uh, you know, it's like Orgeron last year. I promise you he wasn't given an option on who to hire for offensive coordinator. Promise you he was not given an option. Uh, which might explain a little bit of the friction there between them. But, you know, Anderson on September 20th, here's what he sent to the reporter. I hired the wrong expletive deleted guys, talking about his coaches, and we're still working our way through a bunch of recruiting years that stunk. It's year three. If these expletives can't get it right, I will not just say fire them and start over. That's not the way I go about it. If I mess it up that bad, I'll take the bullet and ride off into the sunset. I will stay old school. I'm not going to die doing this stuff. Stay tuned. So this is a guy that recognizes his mistake. Here's the thing about young coaches, Jamie, these days, and I've heard this from basketball guys, and I'm 
obviously much more connected in the college basketball world than I am in college football. But I hear this all the time. The new breed of coaches coming up, they don't want to pay their dues and go to the trenches and do the things necessary uh, that you have to understand to be – they want to be a head coach from the start with or a coordinator to begin with. And they don't understand how the process works. They're young. They're immature. And when, when they actually get the job, they hire people just like them. So that loyalty factor is not anything compared to what it used to be. It sounded like uh, Coach Anderson uh, hired a couple of these guys, the recruiting gurus, if you will. Funny thing about gunslingers and mercenaries, uh, they're loyal to one thing, themselves and money. And yep. you, you end up paying, uh, reaping the benefits and uh, the liabilities of those. Well, and you've got some examples out there right now. And, you know, one of the things that I, my takeaway from Gary Anderson, and, it, you know, the thing that was scary about three times in those things, he says, I'm not going to die doing this. I'm not going to die. Yeah, I can relate to that. Gary, the stress is unbe- unbelievable. I mean, it's unbelievable. He doesn't want to be one in five right now. Those kids don't want to be one in five. But my biggest takeaway, uh, and I saw a lot of this in, in corporate America, too, he said, coaching now is about self-promotion, yes. not the kids. Yes. And how can we say that Gary, you know, I don't, I heard Gary Anderson was a little difficult to get along with, but he won me over by that in some respects uh, because, I mean, obviously uh, he's left $12 million to walk away from his contract at Oregon State where he could continue to have lost, eventually gotten paid. and uh, But he wasn't going to do that to Oregon State, or he calls it Beaver Nation. 12.7, I think, is what it was. So you got to give him a lot of credit for not holding the school hostage, uh, couldn't reach the kids anymore. And you're right, Terry. I see a lot of that now. It's what what have you done for me lately? Uh, you see these young coaches. You know, the, obviously Lincoln Riley is your Exhibit A right now. Uh, Bob Stoops uh, stepped out after 18 years, says, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to let – even though he was winning. For the most part, he said, I'm not going to let this kill me at 58. Bob Stoops one of the top five coaches in America. No question about it. And now he said, I've had enough. Maybe. I'm still not convinced he's done. I think well, he might pull an Urban Meyer. He might. I don't think he needs the money. I think his wife is, I think she's in Mary Kay. She makes a bunch of money. Uh, so they don't need the money. And obviously, he made a lot coaching. So it won't be because of money. It'll be because uh opportunity and he wants to get back in and you know these coaches as you well know i see it in you every day they're the folks they're just different people they're driven by things that you and i are not driven by and i you know i love my buddy terry but i see uh, he's got i wish i had the drive that he has every day and i know this is you know whatever you want to call it mm. um but he does have a drive. I that, drive to work every day. That I don't have. I know he's being <laughs> humble, but I, I, it is true. And it's different, and that's what most of these coaches have. And I don't know who that is, but me or you. But anyway, it could be Gary Anderson wanting a job with us. I don't know. but Gary uh, Anderson, next on Sports Talk 97.7. He doesn't need it and because uh, he's set for a long time, I'm sure, even leaving $12 million on the table. But um, Go up and tell your wife Six that. games. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, Sean Coogler, same thing at UTEP, his alma mater. Hated to li- I'm sure that was, you know, believe it or not, for some of these, that's, in his mind, that's his dream job. He played there, well, proud minor, and he just couldn't get it done. This, and these coaches are, I, you know, we, we, they come under a lot of criticism. But, you know, hey, and, I, you know, the money is what puts them under criticism. But these guys got families. They got kids. They've got all things that we do, most everyday Americans do. And, boy, do they come under a lot of stress. Well, every time you see a coach get fired in football, college football, 
that's probably going to affect well over 100 people, families and kids and assistants and, and what have you. Right. Uh, and, and there's a lot of, I mean, it's part of the, Jamie, it's a, and we talk about it all the time, and, and, I'll, and I'll say it like this, it's a crappy business in a lot of ways. Because uh, there was somebody made a comment one time. The NCAA Final Four was in Minneapolis, mm-hmm. and uh, there was a Division One college head coach. Uh, if I called his name, you guys would all recognize it. Made a statement. He goes, "You know, the way the coaching profession is, you could have a college head coach jump from like the hundredth story of the Marriott there, and there'd be four people apply for his job before he hit the ground." A lot of truth. And they'd that. be friends of his. Man, I hate that happened to old Joe. Hey, by the way, who's going to get that job? Because you're vagabond by nature. You're always looking for that next bigger and better deal. Who knows? Mike Leach might have found that at Washington State. You know, he might have found that. Then again, he might clamor to go in there. Washington State is pushing, uh, and they might be the class of the Pac-12 this year. Well, they're under, you know, undefeated point, and he's, yeah, I mean, if you want to believe the Washington State folks, he, you know, we've heard this before. Well, he's happy here. Yeah, he is, and. He's not the youngest cat on the planet. He's got a lot of – I love to hear what he's he's talking about, the college football playoff, and and it may be, look, he may be the one that says, look, I know the I know the money is bigger in Los Angeles. I know the, the, the SEC is a more, you know, top to bottom, maybe a more prestigious conference than the Pac-12, but I'm happy in Pullman, Washington. This, and you pull it up on the thing and you look around the, the sites there and you go, man, it's a pretty place. Jamie, he's not a blue blood in the sense that – you know, his dad was a coach, or he right. comes from a long line of coaches. And I mean, he's pretty much a self-made man. Dude was coaching NAI in high school. He applied for the Key West High School job. Did he really? Back in the early 90s. And they're like, yeah, we're going to go somebody a little bit more qualified. <laughs> so he goes from an NAI school in uh, Iowa. They go to Valdosta State, which is good division two. They win big there. Yep. He's with Hal Mummy. Right. He goes with Hal Mummy to University of Kentucky. Where they, that's when they had Tim Couch and the air raid offense. He goes from there for a year with Bob Stoops at Oklahoma. Bob Stoops at Oklahoma. Gets the Texas Tech job. Turns Texas Tech from a doormat into a contender at a national level. Uh, gets into a uh, disagreement over there from Bobby Knight to the athletic director to the president. To Craig and, James. And there's a den of thieves over there. Craig Jane was just the... He was the, the tool that they used, and I, and I say that uh, metaphorically. He deserved to get beat in his yep. run for public uh, office. I would have voted against him twice, and, and over there it's probably illegal to do that. Uh, and then, they I mean, they leave him hanging out to dry. He doesn't do anything. Washington State calls, and he uh, you think they're happy with it. Here's what Chris tells us. Chris says, Arkansas coach, please go away. Here's the downside. And here's where uh, Oregon State has an advantage. When... Anderson does that, now they can start at ground zero. And whoever they hire is going to have a three-year window to come in and get the recruiting. It's going, to be the, it's going to be the hyperness of the new staff. Hey, we're going to build this thing right, yada, 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 as opposed to dead man walking. You get into a situation where you're Tennessee right now, uh, where you're Missouri, where you're Nebraska. LSU is not quite in that death spiral yet. They're close. But, Jamie, the recruiting cycles kill you. Yes, they hey, do. that guy's going to get fired. Why are you going to go there? And that guy's going to get fired. Why are you going to go there? And until you make a hard break and bring in somebody completely new, that stops that, or or at least it gives you an opportunity to build from there. Not necessarily stop it, but it gives an opportunity to build from there. Uh, Orgeron last year was hamstrung in the fact that he was the interim for as long as he was. Uh, when they made him the head coach, great. That lasted until he lost a couple games, 
and now that death spiral around him. He got a short reprieve. What if he'd have lost to Florida? What if Florida went for two last week and beat him 18-17? What's the conversation we're having this week? Man, it's just, it's, we, he's got to go. We, what, whatever we got to do, we got to. And so Arkansas is sort of in that same vein in that Brett Belima has not done what Arkansas fan wants him to do. But unfortunately, you're in that division with, with Alabama, and the rest of them have been pretty good. Uh, LSU, up and down. Uh, Auburn, up and down. But though cons- fairly consistent somewhat. Well, it, it takes, you know, and it takes a lot of luck, too. What do even, you want, even, Arkansas fans? Even, you know, to some extent, even with the great success Alabama's had over the years, I mean, they've had some, some breaks go their way, and I think Coach Saban would be the uh, – when he's not yelling at you, he'd be the first to admit that. And he's had some go the other way. And he's had some go the other way. I mean, how do you – Think you, of their losses. How do you expect their – you know, the, the kick six against Auburn? How do you how do you explain that one? Yep. Um, we'll try to do that on the other side of this break. Yeah. You're listening to Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Foxx. Breaking down who will stay, who will go. Uh, we'll get into some other things for you as well. You are listening to The Edge. This segment sponsored by our friend Mr. Bobby Manning, tremendous North Louisiana attorney, specializing in criminal defense, personal injury, wrongful death, whatever you need, folks. Yep, Bobby is the guy for you. 318-342-1411. Bobby Manning, attorney at law. Back in a minute. Freaking life. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's the edge with Terry Waldrop. Hey, welcome back in Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx, John Tabor running the show A Death. This segment brought to you by our friends at Powerworks Gourmet Pizza by Design. Go see Jay and Company. Tower Drive in Monroe. Tell me heard about it on Sports Talk 97.7. Hey, a little house cleaning here. Uh, Bud Light giving us a pair of tickets to the LSU-Auburn game and the Saints and the Lions. Well, thank you, Budweiser. Well, no, no, no rumor to the fact that uh, you actually might get to call plays and play for either one of those teams. But we're going to call it the ultimate football weekend. Uh, to register for the drawing, people need to text in to 888-993-7762 and tell us why you like our station. We're going to pick a winner during the 3 p.m. hour of the sports company. So if you uh, you want to go to the uh, LSU-Auburn game, Saints and Lions, ultimate football weekend, text in to 888-993-7762. Tell us why you like the station. Well, I'm glad they put it that way, Terry, because they they don't say do they like us. Do they just like the station? Well, how could they and not like us? A, uh, I can. How much time do we have left in the show? I can tell you. We are lovable. We're uh, no, we're a bunch of old curmudgeons. I've heard. I get this. I go into uh, my my local credit union the other day. And I, hey, I saw you with a bunch of three old guys at a at a table. I said that would that would be me. Yes, three old guys. Three old guys. Is she ever referred? Am to I one of the old guys? Uh, we are both considered old, uh, but we are clean. At least uh, well, Guerrero's, that's what your wife not, tells you. Guerrero's not. No, he's not clean. Uh, neither is Kramer. Uh, but we uh, we have a great time together. And we hope you are having a good time with us this morning because we're co- we're talking about wonderful Ooh. things like who's going to be the next head coach at Oregon State. So, well, you know, we're glad you chimed in. Sixty four ten. I don't have your name, man, but you had a yeah. This is a good point. I really thought about this. Mike Leach to Tennessee. Sure, I think that's in the conversation. Absolutely. Uh, Chad says I am making a point to watch Washington State games. They've had several players from SEC states. I can only imagine what Leach could do at Arkansas, Mississippi, Tennessee, Missouri with a roster full of SEC t- talent. 
Um, you know, it's it's his call. I really think you know he's in that in that interesting. It's a uh, it's really a snapshot of life, isn't it? He's gone from being just ostracized and you know really uh, down in the you know he was in Key West riding a bicycle, eating fish, and key, and trying to find a job. Uh, gets one at Washington State after Texas Tech just royally messed him over, and now he's uh, probably going to be able to command any job he wants in the country after this season. And uh, good for him, you know, but at the same time you feel sorry for somebody like Gary Anderson who had some success at Wisconsin, uh, pretty well, you know, a very disciplined coach and just was not, uh, as you said, to start the show, probably did the best he could, uh, probably going to make it a better job for somebody else down the road. But right now, um, you know, that's where we stand with with, uh, college football as it is. We've got two coaches, we're six games in. And we've already got Sean Coogler and Gary Anderson out of jobs. And, and Nebraska, dead man's walking there. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I think that, that, Mike, Mike Riley is, is not uh, going to be able to make it. Uh, I don't know. He he was the one that did have success at Oregon State, and you know, relatively speaking. And uh, now he is, you know, probably not going to last. And then what do you do? You had a guy, like you said, Bo Pelini, who nobody liked, but he just won ten games every year, nine, ten Eight, nine, ten, eleven games every year, and and was was dumped, and now is at Youngstown State as so, the president. So the guy, that, and and then you talk about, we talked to open the show too, and talked about guys that are moving fast and don't want to pay their dues, and you know I don't know, he's probably a, he's obviously done very well right now at Central Florida, turned them around real quick, but how can you not win in the state of Florida at least somewhat consistently? And that's Scott Frost, who will you know let's see, you know his body of work is is really not. But that doesn't make any difference anymore. Oh, we got the you know we got the hottest coach. We will see. Even though he turned down LSU, there's three names. Coming we'll out see of how Tom Herman is really you know going to be the wonder child he was at Houston. There, there's three names coming out of Florida this year: Charlie Strong, who's still undefeated in South Florida with Taggart's team. Right. Uh, you, you can see Charlie Strong very quickly back into a better situation. You know h- how bizarre is this if Petrino bails out of Louisville? Yep. Charlie that's, Strong bouncing back to Louisville. That is exactly. Well, you read my mind last night. That's one. That's I think Bobby Petrino is the domino that for has every, to fall first before all these other things do. And you're exactly right. I could see Charlie Strong back at Louisville, uh, even though he's a. I think he's a Floridian uh, and, and coached at Florida. He's got some strong ties there, but. Uh, does he want to get back on a national stage like that? He's 50. Yes, of he's course 50, he does. Well, he's my age, and we're not. He's 57, and he's. Um, Once you get a taste of that, it's addictive. 37 and 15 in four years at Louisville, and uh, but that's with the, that's going to be without Jurich now, and you're going to have a new AD, right? So a lot of it's going to depend on the AD that they hire at Louisville. They're going to bring their own people in. I think they've got a new president, so the direction of that institution, that athletic program, uh, very much up in the air right now. In terms of basketball, football, and the overall direction, uh, that that can be, that you, can be dicey. Uh, you know, but let's let's look right quick. Is is Bobby Petrino? You know what he did at Arkansas was amazing, and I'm sure you know there he's in the conversation if Belima does not last there. But you know he's had Lamar Jackson. He's had great quarterback play, and that's what he's known for in his offense. Is it? I don't know. I. Do you go with one of if you're if you're Oregon State you're going to go probably with a younger guy? Uh, Why? Well, if you could obviously if you could get somebody you know 
maybe I don't know Rocky Long or I mean you Charles go hire Long. you go hire a high school sophomore that's young enough but I mean well because that's the perception nowadays Terry is I mean you and I know better than anybody I mean oh we want somebody Chase I know we're going to sound like grumpy old men or whatever my son calls us but man you hit the 55 plus range you are persona non grata as far as employment status and it's not easy uh, and if that sounds like poor mouthing, it is because I've experienced it. Yep. And so is Terry. Uh, if you you better make your hay in your 30s, 40s, and 50s. And my brother uh, and I were talking yesterday. My brother just got a new job at uh, downtown uh, in Lafayette, and he's 60. And I just said, brother, just rat hole every penny you can because you never know when that axe is going to fall again. He goes, don't I know that? And he's done very well, and I love him to death. And ex-military, but we talk all the time. He's in human resources, yep. and we know what this takes, and why do we, how does human resources deal with this is because human resources are the folks that hire and fire. And uh, right now, uh, they like young people, and to Gary Anderson's point, uh, you're seeing a lot of folks in the coaching profession not, and, and this is going to, this may hit people the wrong way. It's called paying your dues, and people don't feel like they have to pay their dues nowadays. I mean, I you know, I, I work, and a lot of people can relate to this. How many of you have worked for a company where they really valued your experience? Where does that work anymore? Why Why would a university not want an experienced head coach over, well, because nowadays that's that's where we are. It's I want the young, hot girlfriend. I want the young, hot coach that's winning uh, but doesn't have, you know, the, the – um, the record really, um, but it doesn't make any difference. You know, if you're old, you're considered. And, you know, and what's so different is you look in the in other cultures, age is revered. In China, here it's what have you done for me lately? You old. Well, I mean, I mean, I listen. I'm telling you, you can, folks. It's uh, that's why I hate to see somebody like Les Miles, even though Les had his faults. Uh, that's why I hate to see. And you watch. When he's introduced at that field, I understand he may – I hope he gets to lead him out on the field. I don't think he's going to make any difference. I think Auburn's going to skull drug him, but I hope not. But Auburn's darn good. But Les deserves every platitude coming to him because he took over one of the most successful coaches, Nick Saban, who rebuilt the LSU program. He had a tougher job than people think. And he kept that ship. Yes, he made some bonehead calls, don't we all? Uh, in life. We you got rid of him, folks. You got rid of him, and now, um, but I, I've got to give kudos to the LSU fan base. If I'm going to throw dirt on you, i got to also praise you. Yeah, stand up and applaud that man. He did a darn good job for you for 11 years, and he's got a lot of class. Tell me a coach who gets let go. I'm going to tell you what, I haven't gone back to a former employer of mine and said, you know, I'm going to go to your, watch your softball team in the College World Series, or I'm going to come, you know, everything – Everything he the man is a Michigan, but he loves LSU, and deserved a better fate. Less but is about, less is about the people. Yeah, uh, it is. He is a piece of people guy. Was he quirky? Yes. Uh, you know, it is what it is. You you fire him, you get rid of him, you move on. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. We shall see. You're listening to Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Waller, Jamie Fox. We come back. I'm going to get on a brief soccer rant. Uh, yeah, I'm going to talk soccer for about five minutes, Jamie, and try to give you a correlation. Uh, of the United States men's national team. Uh, it's not good. It's not good. That's a, that's, a, that's a very easy way to put it. 
This segment brought to you by our friends at GB Cooley, reminding you to support an incredibly worthwhile cause, the Louisiana Special Olympics. Back in a minute. The Edge with Terry Waldrop is back and better than ever. Hit Terry up at 888-993-7762 to join in on all the fun. And welcome back in Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx rolling here with you on a Wednesday, the hump day edition. Uh, A little house cleaning here. You guys, uh, Bud Light has donated a pair of tickets to LSU-Albert and the Saints and the Lions, calling it the ultimate football weekend, courtesy of Bud Light and Sports Talk 97.7. To register, text 888-993-7762 and tell us why you like our station. We are curious to know. Already, I got three or four texts here. It's simple. You're the best. I'm assuming they're meaning us, Jamie, like me and you. Personally. No, probably not. But we thank them. We're, we're going to yeah. take it like that. Yes, yes, we will. So if you're listening, Gary and Sean, we we are the best. So, yeah. uh, a couple other texts we're going to read in a minute. Uh, John Tabor, I got to take you to task, my friend. The United States men's national soccer team trying to qualify for the World Cup. They get beat by Trinidad and Tobago. Tobago, whatever it is. I think it's 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 thought of as Trinidad slash Tobago, right? It's it's like one thing, isn't it? It's it's one. I don't know. I don't know. It's like eight people in the whole it's, place. It's like losing to Marouge. I mean, yeah. It's uh, and, and I love Marouge. I had a grandmother that was we grew up there. We spend million, tens of millions of dollars on United States soccer, and you lose to Marouge, and you lose to Marouge. You can't even tie Marouge. You can tie in soccer. You can tie. They didn't even tell. And you're going to tell us? I mean, you've lost to Ghana. Uh, not the disease, the country. You lost to Marouge. Iceland, for God's sakes, is in the World Cup. Iceland has the population of, like, Bastrop. Well, how many? Iceland, Jamie. How many days of the year can you can you practice in Iceland? I mean, maybe four, four five, maybe? I don't know. but It's we, Iceland. Did we lose to them, too? No, but they're in the World Cup. We're not. We're sitting at home. Uh, yes, and everybody, there's a lot of folks upset about it. We but, should be. But the be. field was wet, and it was cool, Soggy and, and they, they kicked the ball. Dude, soccer fan, go, stop. I'm done. Yes. I'm done. You're, you're, I'm done. So we're not uh, World Cuppers. Uh, well, it's it's not a one shiny moment there, is I it? watched the World Cup a couple years ago. Yes. Uh, when I was in Hawaii, I enjoyed Steinschlager and the, the Germans. I did watch that. Yeah, you can and, get a little carried away with yeah, that. Yeah, I, I did. You know, I had a pint or two out there. I was watching mm-hmm. with uh, the Hawaiians. It was actually, I won't say I would do it all the time, but I got caught up in their excitement. And if they're excited, it sort of made me interested in but it. But you so. didn't know what the heck was going no, on. No, I had no idea. I just know if they scored, people yelled. I mean, I'll give these guys, listen, these guys are great athletes. These women and men that play soccer, tremendous athletes. Um, and the fact that they can run all day, which would do Terry and I a lot of good. Only um, run when I'm chasing. I just get into the ground. I mean, it's like, golly. I mean, so to, to enjoy soccer for me, it has to involve alcohol and, you know, a group of people over. And we won't get into that. You know how my weekends are sometimes. Uh, I lose them. But you sit there and you go, gee, that grass is beautiful. You know, you, you see, if you watch it on large screen, high definition and everything, you're going, gee, that's what are they using on that field? Fertilone? Whatever, I mean, it's just interesting. That's about as far as I know. That's that's my knowledge of soccer is the grass is very green and the players can run all day. And they and look like when they when they injure themselves, they look like they were shot by a sniper rifle. But if you score like 
three goals in a game, that's like a shootout, isn't it? Yes. I mean, a, a three to two game is like, oh my gosh, was there some scoring in that one? I've got some international friends of mine. I've got some other guys that just they liked the soccer, and which is great. Again, I just I've never gotten into it. I told you when I was a kid at Swartz Elementary. Yeah. That, did I tell you that story? You were in Swartz Elementary. I was at Swartz Elementary, and uh, we had a guy from France that was now a teacher at Swartz Elementary. I don't know what he told music or something. Anyway, uh, he sends out the oh, remember the old mimeograph sheets? Sure. That, that you know the, the people would smell because <laughs> and if, if you're under forty, you have no idea what I'm talking about. You used, used to get high off the uh, the mimeograph. Yeah, if you're sure. over forty, you're going. Yeah, I know what Walter's talking about. I did too. So, so we anyway, lost a few brain cells that yeah, way. So anyway, this guy. Mr. Andre was his name. Mr. Andre. Mr. Andre comes and uh, has a meeting and sends a flyer home. Uh, he goes, look, for free, I'm going to teach all boys how to play soccer after school. And I think I'm like the third or fourth grade or something. That one and so works. we're all like, yeah, we've learned soccer. You know, we're football, basketball, baseball. That's all you know, right? So I take this home, as, as did so many of my friends, to their fathers. And if I'd have brought a flyer home saying, Hey, I'm going to have cross-dressing lessons. It could not have been worse. And so we all went back to school the next day. and let's Un- just, Unsigned papers. Unsigned papers. Yeah. Let's just say that uh, soccer died right then and there. And Mr. Andre uh, went back to France Mr. next Andre year. Mr. Andre did not have a great <laughs> But I literally. I not a good experience yeah, here I, in the I could have told my dad, hey, I'm going to learn to cross-dress here. Yeah. And it could not have been a. Um, the disappointment in his eyes quickly turned to anger. Let me put that in perspective for those of us over 50. Uh, basically, it was considered a sissy sport. <laughs> How about that? And I'm not, and, I'm not and bagging I'm not saying, on soccer. No, I'm no. We, we get, now that's heresy to call it sissy sport. But uh, back then it was considered uh, not the most masculine thing in the world to play soccer. Uh, so don't emasculate. Well, you're going to emasculate my kid and make him play uh, you know, send Mr. Andre back to France with his champagne and caviar. Yeah, it was. It and was, you did. And he did. Poor, like poor Mr. Andre. He was just trying to do public service. Well, Jamie, I took it home to my mother. So, my, you know, my dad was still at work. I, I'll never forget this. And that was then you got, well, wait till your dad gets No, home. my mother's like kind of looked at me and she goes, are you sure? I'm like, yes. I mean, you're a kid. You're thinking, hey, I'm going to learn something. I get something to do. That's before you can play football. You know, we didn't have the youth leagues back then. Right. I mean, you had to be in the seventh, you know, I think gray wide football, you could play like in fifth and sixth grade was the earliest stuff you could do there. Correct. So, man, we're in the third or fourth grade. I'm fired up. And like, all my friends and my mother goes, are you sure? I'm like, yes, mom. And my dad, yeah, it just, it was not a good experience in the old Walter Powell school Yeah, that well, night. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's kind of like going home and saying, Dad, I'm not sure yeah. what bathroom to use. I'm going to yeah. be a ballerina. Yeah, I'm going to be a ballerina. I, I want to take ballet. Uh, back then, No, it doesn't go over well, uh, not received well back then. And I'm not sure how it would be received now uh, in certain parts of the world. Um, but soccer is a great sport. The World <laughs> Cup is a great event. Yeah, we're and, not in it. But we're not in it, and uh, it doesn't look like we're a threat anytime Go soon. Go cheer on Paraguay. They're probably Yeah, in. well, so now we follow Trinidad and Tobago because they <sighs> knocked us out. How, and, do you, how do you think those guys feel today? Oh, you know. Trinidad and Tobago. I, you beat the United <laughs> States. So I'm thinking Kim Jong-un is saying, you know what, I got a chance. Oh, sure. I, mean, I got a chance. He's sending North Korea going, well, yeah, you know, hey, what, you know. I got a chance. I got, why am I spending all this money on nuclear warheads when I can beat the heck out of the U.S.? Soccer. They can't even beat Trinidad Tobago. We're going to challenge them to a soccer match. And I'll tell you what, if y'all heard it before, I mean, there are some the these people that are big soccer. They are uh, exercised over this very much. And they should be. Not happy. What does this mean? We have lost our, yeah, I wish they would get that excited about the military. Hey, we've lost our, but no, it's soccer. Okay, speaking of that, anyway. we got a couple texts to read. Uh, Double J had a good one. 
we were talking about, uh, you know, you're talking about the young coaches, the exciting people that you need to bring in there. Yes. Uh, double, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Harvey Weinstein texts in. Yeah, oh, let's hear from Harv. Uh, yeah, I want the young, hot girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> Harv, uh, he, he gave it the old college try there, didn't he? Har- Harv might be in a jail cell with Bubba here before much Ooh. longer. Yeah, Harvey uh, is not looking good. Uh, they've turned on him like jackals, haven't they? I mean, uh, indeed they have. Uh, he's uh, Harvey is no longer uh, getting since the he's calls. Not, no, he's not. Uh, since he's not signing the checks anymore, he's kind of. Uh, here's another one. Charlie says, "Hey, could Dave Aranda be a candidate anywhere? I think he only has a one year one year deal at LSU. I don't know what he has at LSU. If he has a one year deal, look. I, here's the deal with with uh, Aranda and Matt Canada both. Ed Orgeron, Jamie didn't hire either one of them. You, no, you get that right? Right. Dave Aranda was hired by Les Miles. Correct. And Matt Canada was hired by Joe Oliva. Right. This is, I think that tells you a little bit of the rub with probably Orgeron and Matt Canada is because he was told to sell it to the public, to the fan base, you're going to have to have a big-time name coordinator to come in and do it. So Yeah, because Cam Cameron was so toxic down there at that Jamie, point. Yeah. Uh, Matt Canada does not answer to Ed Orgeron. No. He you did. realize that? Oh, yes, obviously so. He answers because... to Joe Oliva. Right. And so anytime you have a mixed uh, – just like Nick Saban answered to Mark Emmert. Yes. Right. Uh, anytime you have a mixed loyalty on your staff, I mean, Ed Orgeron couldn't fire him if he wanted to. And so Matt Canada's going to do pretty much what he wants to do. Dave Aranda's probably going, you know what, I parlayed my two years at LSU into my good reputation. This could very well be a sinking ship. What happens if Dave Aranda stays at LSU and the ship sinks? Well, well what happens to his value? Now it's nothing. I mean, if you want to look at a – I believe Utah State would be – I know that people are going, well, why would you want – of course, Terry, the, the the thing nowadays is to hire an offensive guy. Yes. So Canada would probably be in the pecking order, maybe ahead of Aranda in that respect. Uh, I would say if Dave Aranda does leave, he goes west. Uh, Utah west State's been mentioned where yeah. – Yeah, I think he either coached there or went to school there or something. But he has a strong tie with Utah State. Matt Wells is the current head coach there. And I think they're doing better. I think they're 500, but it's that's that's a tough place to win consistently. Uh, the Aggies of Utah State, but uh, you know, again, these guys are driven by different things than we are, and they're young, and they want to all be head coaches. Uh, this is what's scary, Terry. If you're LSU, this is you know their record's now four and two. They're four four wins against BYU, which is now one and six. God awful. Chattanooga. One in five. God awful. Normally a pretty strong FCS. Yeah. Syracuse three and three. Uh, probably a decent school, a uh, decent team. Florida is three and two. But What's Troy? Uh, Troy's under. Troy's lost one game. I think they're four or five and one. Mississippi State has lost a couple of them. Florida's is is a, granted is three and two, but they they beat Tennessee on a prayer. Uh, and a Hail Mary. And, and Kentucky. And Kentucky, very lucky to win that one. So this is a this is big boy football this weekend for LSU. And it's going to be a lot to ask these kids to grow up that much in one week's time. A uh, lot of injuries. Again, a lot of players have missed practice this week. Geis is not 100%. Uh, three of the offensive linemen are hurt, one of them being uh, William Clapp who's a big part of that offensive line. Uh, folks, I ugh, I just, you know, I want Ed Orgeron to succeed, but this is going to be a murderer's road left in yep. front of him. And 
as we take this one to break, and we'll yeah. come back to the LSU talk, uh, yeah. Timothy and Monroe, and Timothy, I appreciate your text. You guys are welcome to uh, to reach out as well, 888 which is the Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union uh, text line. Uh, Timothy goes, hey, I've been a soccer fan my whole life. Always watch with my dad every weekend. Last night was a complete embarrassment. We need new coaches, new president at the U.S. Soccer Federation. And any player over 29 years old needs to not get another national team call-up. We can't rely on all players to old players to qualify oh, for a Here tourney. we go again, old people. That's four years away. Oh, uh, but, I mean, in, that's different. Yeah, no, Soccer's a right. different game. Bring yeah. in a new generation and spend the billions of dollars you're getting from MLS and actually develop some young talent for once. Again, I, that's the problem that I think we have in United States soccer. When I read about it, I've got really good friends that are involved in soccer. By no means am I an expert. What I will tell you, in most every other country you deal with, the best athletes in that country play soccer. Yep. Okay? In the United States, it's not like that. Your best athletes are playing basketball and football. Soccer is getting athletes, but you're not getting those cats. And until you can transform some of those guys over, even as big as we are, I think you're uh, you're kidding yourself. But surely to God, you should be able to beat Trinidad and Tobago, right? You're listening to Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Water, Jamie Foxx. This segment brought to you by Spotabell. Pair for the special people in your life. If you got soccer fans in your family. Gary dude, Anderson needs Spotabell. Yeah, go get him some Spotabell. 807-1060. 318-807-1060. Spotabell. Lammy Lane in Monroe. Back in a minute. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop. Hey, welcome back in. Sports Talk 977. Waldrop, Fox, Tabor. Man, that's a combination. Sounds like a, uh, a bad law firm. Maybe you, start with, you start with Tabor and you stop while you're ahead. Because you and I don't exactly. Uh, Tabor's going to be a hermit for the next month. you got the World Series baseball playoffs. Oh, yeah. He's uh, he's uh, cubbing down is what he's even at this point. He's a uh, cub fan and a bud man. Which, by the way, Budweiser is sponsoring, as you indicated, yeah, a couple our, of tickets. Our to, tickets are what, the Saints of the Lions, LSU, and Auburn? A four-pack, I think, the ULM-Georgia State game at home should be nice weather. Anyway, at least. text us, uh, 888-993-7762. Tell us why you love our station. And, you know, shameless plug here, you can mention me and Jamie and the Edge. That is by far your favorite show. We will not be offended by that, folks. No, in uh, fact, we encourage it. And, yes. Yeah, and that will get you in the drawing for the ultimate football weekend. Uh, uh, does that come with, like, uh, lots of alcohol if you're an LSU fan, just in case? Uh, you're going to need it. Uh, like, like you have weekend. a big bottle of Jack Daniels oh. break in case of emergency. Listen, you know, it's like in a glass vase. Listen, this Like, is by a, kickoff, you're – Now, watch watch LSU mess up and win this thing. But I don't think – I mean, this is – what you want to see if you're LSU is, is can you make this thing competitive? Can you beat it in the fourth quarter? Because uh, let me tell you something. There's some behemoths coming in from uh, I don't East care. Alabama. I don't care. I, uh, I really don't. Uh, you know, no, I, I, I don't. You're think in the so. SEC West. I don't want to hear how good people are. Uh, now Alabama, I will give you. Fair enough. I will give you Alabama. Everybody else, you better be able to play with. Well, yeah. I mean, so far the the body of work at Auburn is is wins over Georgia Southern, Mercer. Uh, Missouri, Mississippi State, and Ole Miss. But I think the margin of victory creeps, keeps growing in that. Uh, you know, people are ready to fire Gus Malzahn after losing to Auburn. 
Uh, excuse me, after losing to Clemson by eight, 14 to six. Fire everybody. That's Fire everybody. Mantra. I mean, they've still got Alabama, Georgia ahead of them, uh, A&M, Arkansas, and uh, this week at LSU. Uh, you have uh, a good point. I do want to cover this before we get out of here, though, and we'll have a couple minutes to do it. And, you know, I appreciate you for bringing this up. Josh Gordon. Mm-hmm. Uh, troubled NFL career guy. Formerly of the Browns, Cleveland Browns, yeah. Which is bad enough there. Uh, was kicked off the team and has been in drug rehab. Mm-hmm. And was suspended. And ironically enough, he played for the Baylor Bears. Not a place you normally associate with, or prior to recently, not a place you normally associate with drugs, alcohol, and nefarious behavior. But Josh Gordon set the bar pretty low. Uh, anyway, Gordon is talking uh, at a rehab center, and I thought it was pretty interesting. Uh, this was his uh, quote. I'm going to read this verbatim. Uh, this is Josh Gordon. I've been enabled most of my life. I've been enabled by coaches, by teachers, professors, and everybody else giving me a second chance because of my ability. Not too long after I got arrested for possession of marijuana at Baylor, one of my coaches came by and said, look, you're going to get drug tested by the compliance office. This is how it's going to work. This is what they're going to do. If they do call you in, here goes these bottles of detox. He showed me how to drink them, showed me how to take them. That was my first experience with, like, getting over on the system and the authority not really being serious because it was kind of being guided by someone who was employed by the university. A couple things. Mm -hmm. Number one, the host asked him, say, so, but you even failed the drug test at Baylor, and you're telling us you had detox. How does that work? Uh, he said, well, because the coach didn't come by with the detox drinks that time. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, he was a, he was a habitual user of cannabis and other things. Yes. Uh, but anyway, I've used alcohol on many occasions, Xanax, cocaine, marijuana most of my life, codeine, cough syrup, methazine. Uh, very, well, he tried it all, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he pretty much used it all. I grew up using. But it's interesting that he throws his coaching staff uh, and the guys at Baylor under. Now, whether or not it happened or not, I don't know. Are, do you take the word of somebody like Josh Gordon, who has been nothing but uh, a fraud since he's been in the NFL and even in college? Do you take him at his word that they helped him do that? Could it have happened? Sure, it could happen. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that it did or it didn't, but – if you're Josh Gordon, what good, let's assume that it did happen, what good does it do you by casting dispersions on the Baylor coaches? Um, if you're making it up, what's the purpose there? In other words, I'm guessing, I'm asking, why now does he bring this out? Is it is it another excuse for Josh Gordon? Yeah, I don't know. I think he's, I look at it a little bit differently. I mean, I know this is part of his story. Maybe he didn't intend to throw Baylor under the bus, but obviously he did. But it's it's uh, he's obviously desperate to try to get back into the NFL. Uh, it's what he says. He's Right now he's got his faith, family, and football. And if it wasn't, here's the scary thing is he's, he's starting to realize, hey, I've got no life beyond football. If I don't really make this work, if I can't get back into it, so many chances. What's even more amazing is he's uh, – now, you know, I watched some of his workouts and everything, that he's retained the skill level that he has abusing his body for so long. Um, but, you know, does he want to be a productive member of society? I mean, you listen to this guy, he sounds very articulate. He sounds like he's uh, seriously uh, repentive 
but he's been given time after time after time again, and he wants to blame it on, well, I, I did it on, I did it, but uh, the folks at Baylor enabled me. Uh, I don't, I, you know, I don't know. He, he's not taking full ownership of it. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I want to get to a couple of these texts, and, and Richie from Bienville, really appreciate it. Uh, Richie, and I went back and got him yesterday. Hey, I love sports, and he's, by the way, Richie is registered for, uh, for the ultimate fan giveaway. Oh, good. Oh. And, and no official confirmation on the fact that you actually may be able to call plays for LSU as part of this package. I'm trying to get confirmation for that. But if you do, we'll, you yeah. know. It can't be worse than what it is. Uh, I love Sports Talk 97.7 because y'all have the greatest show on radio, The Edge with Waldrop and your pops. I guess he was talking to Sean. Richie, uh, very humble by your remarks. Uh, and other people go, uh, somebody, y'all tell it like it is and you're not politically correct. You can't find that anywhere on sports radio. Ja- Jamie, you're not politically correct. Oh uh, Tony Tony chimes in on uh, Josh Gordon, and Tony, I agree with you. He's an idiot. The NFL didn't enable him, and he kept, kept messing up. So you're saying you have to take responsibility and accountability for your actions. Yes, indeed. Novel concept, folks. Novel concept. Uh, wow. Wow. <laughs> Well, he's, you know, again, uh, he's trying to do all he can to get back in the NFL. Is uh, he? Is he really? Well, yeah, because he needs the money, I'm sure. At this point, he's probably blown through half of it up his nose and everything. So that wasn't a very politically correct statement there, was it? You're not uh, a politically no, correct guy. No, no, I'm sure he's, he's, he's uh, blown. Jamie, I'm like Bernie Sanders compared to you. Yeah, you are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I, I love Bernie. You know, it's like the guy. Bernie's like the guy you're standing behind the Jewish delicatessen, right? He says, I thought I wanted it thin sliced. I wanted it thin sliced. I tell you I want the, you know. But um, he's like a caricature of himself. Yes, yes. I wonder if Bernie can help us with the World Cup soccer. That's who point. LSU needs to hire as the offensive coordinator. Can you imagine? I told you to run the play here. you got to run the jet sweep. And I'm telling you, you know, hey. But, uh, <laughs> oh, burn. You know, Uncle Uncle Bernie. Feel, feel the burn. I feel the burn. Um, and we are. Um and, I don't. I'm kind of burning at uh, you know, like you said, a Josh Gordon for throwing the uh, the coaches at Baylor. Not, yeah, if you're he, Baylor, you're, I mean, you're nothing but we've been known all your life as a good Baptist school, right? No, they've had more scandals than anybody. Jamie goes back to the '90s when they were uh, they got involved uh, with the fraudulent uh, academic stuff. You know what Baylor reminds me of right now? It's the skit on in Living Colors with uh, Jim Carrey and Damon Wayans one time, and they were doing the. Uh, Redoing the scandal of Jimmy Swaggart. Yes. Do you remember that? The scandal of Swaggart. I sinned and this sort of thing. And the guys are talking. And, you know, he's, it's, it's hilarious because, you know, they're just continuing to rip people off. And they're in the church. And, you know, Kerry's doing this. Who I really don't care. But he's, he's just crying like he says. Uh, and w- Wayman comes up to him and says, you know, it's okay, brother. We all sin. And Kerry goes, but not like me. <laughs> and so that's Baylor right now. We're sitting, but not like Baylor. So anyway, um, that's uh, that's where we find our good folks in Waco. And at this point, um, it's a long. Matt Rule, Bales? Matt Rule says, "Why in the heck did I leave Philadelphia of all places for Waco, Texas? Uh, Could he be a candidate? How can you? How can you not? I mean, after one year, though. I mean, I guess so. I mean." Oh, and 12. Geez. But it's keep getting worse. It keeps getting – the Josh Gordon thing, you're already kicking a dead body. Well, there's a situation where you took a young a guy, you know, he did well at Temple, which is a hard place to win. And you're expecting, you know, all of a sudden I can, I can resurrect this thing. And that's why you're, if you're looking at a place like Oregon State, 
you know, can I really, uh, Oregon State's resources aren't whatever all the co uh, schools are in the Pac-12. Um, probably not even, obviously, the University of Oregon, where you've got all that Nike money flowing in there, and that's your, you know, how are you going to compete with a thing like Oregon, you know, who has 19,000 different uniform combinations and drunk with money? How do you beat that? I mean, it, it's it's tough, and do you want to even take that on? I mean, uh, good stuff, man. Interesting, yeah. interesting debates today. Appreciate uh, everybody joining in on us. And again, text triple eight nine nine three seven seven six two for the ultimate football weekend, which is uh, LSU, Auburn, Saints, and the Lions. And we'll discuss the coaching uh, carousel, carousel at Idaho State next yes. tomorrow. Tell us why you like the station, and folks, uh, it is a blessing to me. Uh, to be here and been having to do this the last four or five years. Really enjoy it every day. Sam says it's the University of Nike, which is true. Yep. Thanks to our sponsors today. Our title sponsor, the man, the myth, the legend, Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital. Simply the best pet care you're going to get anywhere in the free world, folks. Go see him on US 165. North. In Monroe, 318-345-4545. Our friend, Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law extraordinaire. GB Cooley reminding you to support a worthwhile cause, Louisiana Special Olympics. My buddies at Pie Works Gourmet Pizza by Design, Tower Drive Monroe. Our friends on Spinevale, Lammy Lane, Pamper the Special People in Your Life, and the Washington Valley Federal Credit Union. For Jamie Foxx, for the in United States Men's National Team Soccer Morning, John Tabor. I am Terry Walter. Make sure you listen to Sean Fox, the sports company, this afternoon, folks, at 3 Bell.